It's June the 8th. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back to this year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation, just one year. What a joy it has been. What excitement. I, I hear from people everywhere that people say they can't wait for the Bible reading to, to show up and watch these videos. Let me tell you, it has been a joy to me to do it. I hope you'll pray for me. I hope you pray that I, I can have the perseverance and strength to stay with this and pray for my voice that uh, it, it comes and goes. And I told somebody last night that this Bible reading project is easily, it's a, the biggest thing I've ever tried to do. We're still not quite halfway through the Bible, but by God's grace, we're going to make it all the way to the end. So thank you for joining with us today. John chapters 16 and 17. We're in the upper room. This is the upper room discourse. It is now late Thursday night. Jesus is about to leave with his disciples and leave the upper room and uh, leave the wall of the city, go down into the Kidron Valley and go up into the Garden of Gethsemane. Here, before he does that, before that happens in the betrayal by Judas, these are the very last things Jesus said to his men, knowing he understood less than 12 hours he would be hanging on the cross. John 16, I have told you these things to keep you from stumbling. They will ban you from the synagogues. In fact, a time is coming when anyone who kills you will think he is offering service to God. They will do these things because they haven't known the Father or me. But I have told you these things so that when their time comes, you will remember that I told them to you. I didn't tell you these things from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going away to him who sent me. And not one of you asked me, where are you going? Yet because I have spoken these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I am telling you the truth. It is for your benefit that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the counselor will not come to you. If I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world about sin, righteousness, and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father, and you will no longer see me. And about judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. He will glorify me, because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything the Father has is mine. That is why I told you that he takes from what is mine and will declare it to you. In a little while, you will no longer see me. Again, in a little while, you will see me. Then some of his disciples said to one another, What is this he's telling us? In a little while you will not see me. Again, in a little while you will see me. And because I am going to the Father. They said, What is this he is saying? In a little while. We don't know what he's talking about. Jesus knew they wanted to ask him. And so he said to them, Are you asking one another about what I said? In a little while you will not see me. Again, in a little while you will see me. Truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn, but the world will rejoice. You will become sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her time has come. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the suffering because of the joy that a person has been born into the world. So you also have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Your hearts will rejoice, 
and no one will take away your joy from you. In that day, you will not ask me anything. Truly, I tell you, anything you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive so that your joy may be complete. I have spoken these things to you in figures of speech. A time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. On that day, you will ask in my name, and I am not telling you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, look, now you're speaking plainly and not using any figurative language. Now we know that you know everything and don't need anyone to question you. By this, we believe that you came from God. Jesus responded to them, Do you now believe? Indeed, an hour is coming and has come when each of you will be scattered to his own home and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I have conquered the world. That's the end of the upper room discourse, what Jesus said to his disciples. Now in John 17, before they left the upper room, he's going to pray. Jesus spoke these things, looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that the son may glorify you, since you gave him authority over all people so that he may give eternal life to everyone you have given him. This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and the one you have sent, Jesus Christ. I have glorified you on the earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world existed. I have revealed your name to the people you gave me from the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you because I have given them the words you gave me. They have received them and have known for certain that I came from you. They have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, because they are yours. Everything I have is yours, and everything you have is mine, and I am glorified in them. I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I was protecting them by your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them is lost except the son of destruction, so that the scripture may be fulfilled. Now, I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy completed in them. I have given them your word. The world hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. I am not praying that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them also into the world. I sanctify myself for them so that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I pray not only for these, but also for those who believe in me through their word. May they all be one, as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. 
may they also be in us so that the world may believe you have sent me. I have given them the glory you have given me so that they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me so that they may be made completely one that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am so that they will see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the world's foundation. Righteous Father, the world has not known you. However, I have known you, and they have known that you sent me. I made your name known to them and will continue to make it known so that the love you have loved me with may be in them, and I may be in them. We could talk for hours about this wonderful high priestly prayer. I'm always struck by this part of it. You know, Jesus prayed first to the Father. Then he prayed for to the Father for the disciples who were there. Then, starting in verse 20, he prays for you and me. This is Jesus' prayer for us. 2,000 years later, he says, May they all be one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you so that the world may believe that you sent me. I uh, still remember reading little, little tiny book by Francis Schaeffer. You know, he wrote a number of great books, Death in the City and The God Who Was There and a number of others. He wrote uh, a little tiny book called The Mark of the Christian. I can, it had a brown cover, I think I can. Little, little, much smaller than his other books. And, and it was about this, really. A lot of it was about this very passage, the importance of visible love among all the people of God. That is, that the true children of God, that they might truly love each other, that they might be united in love and in fellowship together so that the world may believe that you sent me and Francis Schaeffer, who was a man who clearly believed in contending for the truth and taking a stand for the truth of the Word of God, he also said that true and genuine born-again believers ought to have a visible unity, one that transcends uh, smaller questions and transcends some of our denominational differences, but that uh, we ought to say it this way, everyone who belongs to Jesus belongs to me. It is a scandal, isn't it? Sometimes... Uh, our message to the world is, we, we, we like to fight as Christians so much. Our message to the world is, God loves you, but we hate each other. Well, when that's our message, we shouldn't be surprised that the world doesn't want anything we have to offer. So today, let us pray that we might have love for all the blood-bought children of God. Let us love one another in deed, in word, and in truth. And the world, when it sees that, will know. It says, will know, will know, will know that the Father has sent the Son. So let's go out. Have a great day. Let's love the blood-bought children of God. Let us love one another in word and deed and truth. And so the world will see it and notice and pay attention. They too may someday come and join us in worshiping the Son of God. That's the word for today. Go out and have a great day. Got to come back tomorrow because we're going to start that final section of the Gospel of John, the Passion Ministry 
of the Son of God. Tomorrow, it's going to be John 18 and 19. Jesus is going to have a long discussion with a man by the name of Pontius Pilate. Come back. It's a lot to learn from what happens. God bless, folks. See you back here tomorrow.